Hi, my name is Carliana, and you are listening to CE Over It. Hey, besties. I'm not gonna lie, I am so close to my wit's end this week. Oh, just just minuscule. I'm imagining the TikTok sound that sounds something like, I am, oh, what's it? It's like, I'm not gonna be able to do it. I am this close to falling off. It's like something like that. Uh, do you guys know which one I'm talking about? If you don't watch TikTok, I mean, it, maybe it's on Rails too, but I just feel like I'm this close to dying. I'm so close. Like you could breathe on me wrong right now. And I'd be like, I'm done. I'm done. I quit. I'm so tired. I'm exhausted. I'm done. I quit. We're good. I'll pass. Because even though we have a lot of good things going on in our life right now that I am so grateful for, which I'm going to talk about in a second, I just just gotta complain (laughs) for like two seconds and keep it real before we start getting into the positive stuff. It has been so, so exhausting. You guys know I was so sick. Well, even before I was so sick, I had the 10kgg retreat, which is honestly, it's not that stressful. I don't feel like it's stressful at all, but we do go through as a group lots of energy work and we're doing like we had one session that we all called our group therapy where we all felt like we really opened up. And it was just a lot of, it was stressful, but you could tell that like there was a lot of vulnerability and stuff going on. So anyway, there was that. And then literally the weekend after the 10kgg virtual retreat, which it's virtual. I'm at home in my sweatpants. I'm not even hosting anything in person. But anyways, the weekend after I get deathly ill. I really thought I was gonna have to be admitted into the hospital the one day I could not breathe. I'm still looking back at that and wondering how I didn't, if I legit could not breathe, whatever. It's fine. Love healthcare. So, so sick. And my kids are sick. Oh, that was the worst. And then it was Halloween. And let me tell you why this ball from right field Halloween came out and just, I feel like (laughs) ruined so much for me. So I have kids. One is, he just turned, I almost said four. No, he's not four. He's three. He just barely turned three like two weeks ago. Another little girl, she's almost two. She's like 18-ish months, somewhere around there. Anyways, so this was like our first Halloween with kids who would actually remember it and understand a little bit about what's going on. So we've been trying to get them hyped up. We've been showing them Halloween videos, like kid videos, okay? like nursery rhymes that have a Halloween twist on it and inflatable little ghosts, like very kid-friendly Halloween stuff, which by the way, speaking of kid Halloween stuff, did you guys know? Well, this is a very niche audience. Hopefully you guys know what I'm talking about. On Disney Plus, if you as a kid watch that little short film with uh, like Mickey Mouse, like it was like, it's very, very old. And there's three little ducks what are their ducks names? It's, it's Donald Duck's like nephews, I think. And they come trick or treating and Donald Duck is really mean to him. And there's a witch that comes and like sprays stuff on Donald Duck. And there's a song in there. It's like trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat, whatever. 
all of those are on Disney Plus. I grew up with that. I love Halloween. Anyway, so we're showing that to them. We're trying to get them hyped up. But here is why I, that was a mistake and why Halloween, I now have one more reason to call it the worst holiday ever is because now my kids, after a week of not sleeping and being up with them all night because they were sick, they are not sleeping now because they are so scared of Halloween. They think ghosts are going to come get them <laughs> and spiders and who knows what else. Even though there was literally nothing that we showed them was scary, I was up twice last night. I ended up waking up at 5 o'clock and I'm pretty strict about like keeping my kids in bed. But I mean, when they're scared, it's hard. Anyways, <sighs> so it's just been... It's been rough. And then on top of that, then on Sunday when I thought we were getting over the scary Halloween stuff, we get stupid daylight savings, which if, I don't think anyone else from America does daylight savings. It is the stupidest thing in the entire world. The fall daylight savings where we gain an hour of sleep, we gain an hour in the day or whatever and move our clocks forward an hour was great as a teenager and when I didn't have kids. But with kids, it is absolute hell on earth like I would so much rather go to the one where we lose an hour of sleep and we move the clock backwards because my kids don't know internally in their internal sleep clock that clock has been moved they're not gonna sleep in they have no idea what it is so they've been waking up at like 6 5 30 every single day this week so yeah I am just physically really exhausted right now but emotionally mentally I'm feeling really happy, actually. So now we're done complaining. I just feel like I need to mention the good stuff that's going on in our life. Right after I record this, we are going to go and sign on the property that we're buying in our dream area that I honestly never, ever, ever thought we were going to be able to afford. It feels still so wild to me that this is something that we can do right now. I honestly just don't even have words and I just feel like I need to say thank you to you guys for making this little girl's dream come true it has seriously been a huge goal of mine like the only goal that I've had for years to be able to have a business that can support us where we can go like live out in the country because it's living out in the country where we live is expensive (laughs) so I knew we would have to be making a lot of money in order to do that and now we're we're doing it and I just still it doesn't feel real I feel like I need to slap myself every three seconds but wow you guys are the best thank you thank you so much okay now let's move on to this week's topic where we are going to be talking about red flags that you guys get from clients I don't know if you have seen the trend on Instagram where people are posting carousel posts of red flags for different things. There's lots of different categories like relationship red flags. I've seen a few client red flags. I can't think of any other subtopics at the moment, but I thought it would be a fun little episode to have you guys submit your red flags that you've seen. Share some stories about the times we ignored our gut, shared red flags. I just think it's going to be fun talking about (laughs) all this stuff. Back up before we get into that. Let's do snacks and tricks segment, episode, whatever segment. Now, honestly, since I last talked to you guys, there has not been much of an update. Probably because I've just been so physically exhausted. I still haven't finished Throne of Glass series. I'm like 
25 hours away from being done with the last book. The second to last book, it was just hard to get through. <laughs> Maybe that's also why I'm feeling so unmotivated and like at my wit's end because it was a whole book about my least favorite character in the entire series. And it was like 25 hours long, ended up being way better than I thought it was going to be. And I'm glad I read it. I did. I'm not going to lie, though. I did Google if I could skip that book and still understand what was going on. I don't know. Maybe I could have. I'm reading this in the next book and I'm like, I probably could have skipped it. I'm still glad I didn't. But me. So I, I love this book. I'm definitely feeling confident now that I'm like 25 hours away from finishing this very long series. It's a five out of five. Really, really like it. I'm interested to see how it ends though because I've heard it ends kind of sad. I don't know. Uh, and then what I've been snacking on, guys, I don't have anything new this week. I have just recently though rediscovered Mate. That was, Mate is an OG for me. If you have been following me on Instagram for a long time, and I think I even mentioned it as one of my favorite snacks slash tracks in one of the very first episodes, how much I love Mate. I mean, especially when you guys heard me talk about how much I hate matcha and I was hyping up Mate, you know, you know. But I, I kind of had to stop drinking mate for a while. I still drank it, but it just wasn't as good because I had to stop drinking dairy when I was breastfeeding Elsie. And then I learned that dairy, after that, I just like couldn't really ever go back to dairy. <laughs> it just makes me feel really sick. So I couldn't, because I just drink it with creamer and sugar. And the creamer I use is just like a basic powder creamer and... I could not find a non-dairy-based creamer that didn't have, like, weird flavors along with it. Like, hey, there was, like, hazelnut flavors, and, like, the most basic I could get was vanilla. And even that was, like, skewing the taste of mate for me. It's just, like, way too much. I love the taste of basic matcha, or ma not matcha, mate with no other flavors. And so I just recently found a almond milk-based creamer that's just sweet cream and has no other weird flavors with it. So this week I got back into drinking mate and today I'm on my second cup because I just, I forgot how much I missed it. That first sip, ooh, ooh, it is so, I love matcha, but it is still, I think so much better than matcha. I love, love mate. So yeah, there, there's my snacks and tracks. Now let's get into this week's topic. Okay, let's get into the very first red flag that you guys submitted. And this is the one that was submitted by far the most. And I don't think it's going to come as any surprise to you that the biggest red flag that you guys submitted is when people DM or they email you and immediately before doing anything else, they ask for price right away without talking about needs. And that's like their very first thing, like how much for this? Tell, what's the price for this? which I have to 100% agree with you guys. Anytime I get a DM and they're like, how much is a logo? I just immediately, I'm like $12,000, like 15,000. I just like say some price that I'm like, I don't know. I, because I, I price pretty much dependent upon the client and upon the needs. Like it changes every time. Like I don't think I've ever actually charged like $15,000 for just a logo, but I just always like say something to almost like try and dissuade them because I'm like, if you are this type of person, I don't really want to work with you anyway. So I'm just going to try and dissuade you the wrong way. 
not the wrong way, but just away from me. Because there's the thing, even if I were to get on the phone call with these people and work with them, price shoppers are just never, ever, ever, ever good clients because it is always going to be about price for them. It is never not going to be about price. So anytime that you try and give them a cool suggestion or you want to change anything, they just, they don't care. It's just about the money and are we doing what I, are you doing what I think? Like, it's very like, I am the manager here. I am hiring you. I feels like I'm doing you a favor. Like, I get very much that energy when people ask me how much the price is. And it's also, okay, also, it's very rude because like, it feels like, okay, you're at a bar or something and someone comes up to you and without even introducing or talking to you, they're like, let's go sleep together. Or like something like that where you're like, whoa, like back off. Dude. <laughs> like, how dare you assume that even I, I want to, that I'm interested in this. I, I hate this question because it feels just so like I'm the only person that matters here and that the designer or the creative on the other end like is just willing to work with anyone and like that their ideas and their thoughts don't matter. It just is very demoralizing when you seduce everything, seduce, deduce, that's <laughs> because we're talking about sleeping with people, deduce everything down to just money. Like that just is so soul crushing when you're working with a client that literally only cares about money. I would rather punch myself in the face than work with a client that is only here for the money. No, no, sir. I will pass. I would rather starve. I would rather not take your money than do that. Anyways, we got to move faster because we got 30 of these, but I really had it home on that one. Okay, the next one that you guys submitted, the, the use of the word logo instead of branding. Interesting one. Now, I said we have to move faster and I, I will, but I don't think this is actually always a red flag. Yes, I think it's like an orange flag, but is it a red flag? I think it depends if they're saying, okay, if they're saying I need a logo, I don't think that that's necessarily a red flag. That is, I would believe a yellow or an orange flag. Not, not quite a red flag, but it, it's enough to constitute a fair warning. But if they're saying I just need a logo, I think that that is a red flag because the word just, it makes them assume, it doesn't make them, but it, it's almost like they're assuming like, oh, this should be really cheap. It's just a logo. Again, it's just like very condescending of what a logo actually is. Like it's just a logo. It's like, Kate, do you know actually how much goes into just a logo, sir? No, I don't think you do. So we're not doing just logos here. We're doing a whole heck of a lot more than that. But I don't know. I, people are like, what do you do when people ask for like just a logo or like they only want a logo? I, I will do work for a logo. Like I just this year, we took out, we've only taken on a few projects this year. And one of the projects that we took on was just a logo. Now, that being said, if I'm going to be doing just a logo, Part of my process, no matter what I am designing for that person, involves brand strategy. So that makes it not just like just a logo. They have to go through my whole branding process. And then what I design for them at the end is simply an identity, a logo. I'm fine to do that. They have to pay for, obviously, it's going to be more when you're paying for brand strategy plus the identity. 
than just the identity alone. But I, I am personally fine with just doing a logo as long as I am doing my entire process with it and I'm not cutting corners just because I am only designing a logo to go with a strategy. Does that make sense? I still got to do all the research and stuff for it. So I think this is like, yes and no, a red flag, sometimes orange. Okay, next one that you guys submitted. When they say that they've worked with another designer and they hated the experience or they say, you know, my la my latest designer just didn't understand what I wanted. This is another one that was actually submitted quite a bit. And this one, oh my gosh, yeah, 110% a red flag, 110%. This is immediately when I say no, immediately. And you just get off of the phone. You don't even need a reason to work with these people anymore. Just, just don't do it. Actually. Okay. 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 Wait, I did work with, I take that all back. <laughs> okay. I take that all back because there was, I have two experiences with this. There was one client that I worked with that had a hard experience, uh, with the, with their previous designer. But they had like legit reasons, and I'm not going to say names or why those reasons were, but they had legit reasons for why that designer didn't work for them. But another reason why it wasn't a red flag is because they also took a lot of the blame for why it didn't work with that designer. This client that I had was like, you know, it just, I didn't really know what I wanted. I don't think I was ready for it. We weren't a good fit. I just shouldn't have worked with them in the first place. Like I was doing da 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 and then I didn't have like the courage to say, you know, what I wanted, but I just didn't really like how the process worked anyways. And so I don't want to work with them again, blah, blah, blah. That I don't think is a red flag. When the client is like bold enough and confident enough to say what they did wrong in their previous experience, I'm assuming that they learned from that and that's why they're reaching out to me. So that was actually one good experience that I had. Now, there was one other experience that I had, and this was the only time that I hired, not hired, I took on a client, <laughs> I hired, I took on a client that had said that they hated the past, like, two designers that they worked with, and this is, I mean, that's been something that's been told to me forever, but I only ever actually worked with one client that said that to me, and it was because she was honestly one of the nicest people I had ever met, so, so nice and just kind, and just the type of person, like, when you look in their eyes, you're like, you would never hurt a fly. Like, you could be a puppy dog, and I would take you home with me. She just very much had that energy going on about her. Like, I knew she would never purposefully hate me, and I was right. She was very kind, and she was very nice, but I figured out quickly the reason why she hated hated she didn't like the other designers is because she just didn't know what she wanted and it wasn't the designer's fault it it was her fault but it was very unintentional but it made my job so hard so 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 hard because even though she was super super nice she still didn't know what she wanted and so like anytime she would give feedback and it would be very unclear <laughs> We had to change the design like three million times. So this is your fair warning. Even if the person seems nice and they worked with a client or a designer, why do I keep like saying client and hiring? Anyways, even if they've, yeah, if they seem very nice, but they say that they didn't like the previous designer they work with and they don't really own up to any of the reasons of why, mm, I think we still need to pass. We still need to pass because it's still going to make your job <laughs> really, really hard. 
Okay, the next one someone said, this is the one that was submitted, I think it was submitted a few times. Can you finish this by next week? Or like, can you finish this by tomorrow? Or having some kind of really quick turnaround time. If you are a client listening to this, I don't know why you would be, but just know it is almost never possible unless you want to charge or unless you want to pay like double what is normal. Yeah, I, this is not, not a good thing. I think the biggest reason why I hate when people ask this is because you can just tell by the fact that they are asking it it's so late in the process of when they need it and how much they don't value your skills and how much they just don't care. Like they really think that you can get all of that done in a week. Like, mm, no, sir, I don't think you understand again, like how much actually goes into what we're doing. So, yeah, no. Okay, the next one, I've, okay, I've actually never had this red flag before or never had anyone say this to me, but someone submitted not wanting to pay a deposit. Again, I have never seen this in my days. That just sounds outlandish to me that someone just wouldn't want to pay a deposit. Like, that seems so basic to me to have to pay a deposit in order to work with someone. But I, I mean, I'm, I've... Uh, I'm not surprised, I guess. I'm surprised, but I shouldn't be surprised that this has probably happened before. I mean, again, it's just basic courtesy, basic I trust you type of things to have to pay a deposit. Like, that is such a hard no if someone isn't wanting to pay a deposit. If someone is not wanting to pay a deposit, there is a 130% chance that they are never going to pay you at all at all. They're just never planning on paying you. So this is a hard pass. Okay. Number six, asking for an update less than three days after ordering. Okay. I'm going to like adjust this too and say asking for an update, like within three days of anything, <laughs> within three days of communication, within three days of finishing like a strategy session or sending something, Unless you are like waiting on some kind of response and it's been more than 48 hours, I don't know, even 72 hours is like not that crazy of a timeline to get a response back. Maybe I'm crazy and maybe I'm rude, but oh my gosh, I hate it. I hate it when people, not people, I'm thinking of this specific client who would like email me on Friday night and then get pissed at me Monday morning because I didn't, like you took three days to not respond to me. It's been three days. I'm like, girl, it's been three weekend days. You sent me an email five o'clock on Friday. It's Monday morning. We're not, we're not working. <laughs> like, plus it's been three days. Like, chill. Little tip, by the way, if you want to like not have this, put in your welcome guide how fast your communication is. Like to expect a response every 72 hours. Also, something that's really been helpful with our client projects is every Friday we have like a client update email that like no matter where we're at in the process, we email the client every Friday. We say, okay, here's everything that's going on. Here's what to look forward to. Here's what we're working towards. If we have any questions, we put them in that email just so that our clients like have some kind of communication to look forward to. They know every Friday that they're going to get an update. And even if it's like three weeks for us to design something, we're just like letting them know, hey, yep, we're still designing. We're looking forward to progressing into the next stage next week, whatever. I hope you have a good weekend. That's really helped having clients just incessantly asking for an update. Okay, next one. 
Are you 100? Oh, this is a good one. I have not, I have so many stories to go with these, you guys. Oh my gosh. Are you 100% certain that this service will do insert goal here? Just want to make sure. Oh, this one triggers my fight or flight. Oh my gosh. Just because, oh guys, let me tell you the story. Let me tell you the story. Sit down, children, gather around. I have a story for you, okay? I had a client when I was very first starting, very first starting, who... I, I think I had done maybe five logos at this point, if that. I was very much a beginner. And looking back now, I definitely shouldn't have taken them on as a client. I was just very new, didn't know what I was doing. But anyways, I remember our initial call when we were talking about, okay, why do you want to work with me, blah, blah, blah. This client just started pouring out their soul about how hard their business had been and things that were going wrong in their business, and they were just banking, just absolute banking on this logo that they wanted me to do to save every piece, single piece of their business. And at the time, I didn't promise anything that it would, but I was like, yeah, like, I feel you, I understand, like, I really want to help. And I was like, at the time, I think it was just like, you know your vision better than I do, like, you know your business better than I do. So I was like, if you really think, like, a logo is really going to change your sales and your prices, which it doesn't have the power to do that. I'm not saying it doesn't, but not a logo by itself. <laughs> Got to do a lot of brand work on the other side too. Anyways. Oh my gosh. I mean, this woman was like in tears. It was, it was no bueno. Maybe I was kind of gaslighting. Maybe it was gaslighting now that I'm thinking about it and telling this story. <sighs> Anyways. So I do the logo and Anyways, she just didn't like it. Long story short, there's, she, well, she liked the logo and then she found out I didn't hand draw this logo and that a lot of it was from a font, which even if you type out a font and give that to the client as, as a logo, that's a hundred percent fine. If it meets the brand strategy goals, great. If it meets the needs, great. A logo does not mean having a hundred percent custom, beautiful artwork it means having something that does the job. So anyways, she got pissed that I'd use part of a font and it wasn't hand-drawn. And I was like, oh, I, yeah, I used a font, but I did make like a lot of changes. Like I made a lot of alterations to it to make it unique and like very, I don't know, like logo-ish, I guess. <sighs> and she was just pissed about that. And then she's like, this was supposed to say my whole business. Da, da, da. We went back and forth for so long. I ended up redoing like seven logos. For her. I'm not kidding, guys. It was like seven different logos. Might have even been more that I created for it. And then finally, I was just like, I, I can't. Like, we need to be done. You're putting way too much pressure on this stupid logo. It's never going to be perfect. I don't even think you know what you want right now. Just stop. Because anytime someone says, can you 100% promise me this goal? Just immediately say no. Immediately, absolutely not. I cannot promise you that I'm gonna help you insert your goal. Because if you were to absolutely help them do whatever it is their goal is, like make a million dollars, you bet your bottom dollar, you should be charging a million dollars. If someone were to say like, oh yeah, can you promise me this? I'd be like, oh, if I could, which I've only ever actually said that once. And that was when we sent out like an $80,000 proposal because I felt very confident that we could do it. But again, I was charging $80,000 because I had, I was like, I am going to assemble a team. I'm going to like make sure 
and do everything in my power to make sure that we reach this goal, right? I was taking on full responsibility for everything. And so that's why I was charging $80,000. Anyways, yeah, if you do that, if you're promising that, you should be charging so much because there is so much that goes into creating a successful brand or a successful goal. It is so much more than what you do. You are just a small piece into a bigger picture. Like, okay, they want a more cohesive brand. Even if you help them create an amazing brand strategy, so many cute social media graphics, a logo to whatever, you quote, you create a, a brand for them. They're still the ones that have to go out there and execute it and put it out there and get the language to to match the aesthetic and to to basically like walk the walk, right? So you can never just ever promise that. That's just absolutely ridiculous to me that people think that we should be in charge of that. And if we were, heck yeah, I would you should charge more for it. Okay, next one wants things to be editable, but also wants custom. Sorry, honey, those are separate things. <laughs> yeah, that just sounds like this person is wanting to take absolute control in case they like don't like the stuff. I don't know. That's just like really weird to me. Absolutely not. Uh, when someone says, this is another one I've never gotten, BTW. When someone says, I'm not very good at business. Hmm. That just makes me very sad. If someone says they're just not very good at business, I would be questioning a lot of things at that point. Like, why are we here then? Like, why are you doing business? Like, why are we not doing something that we do feel like we are good at? You should, you should probably not pay me to make something that you're not very good at slightly better. Again, it's another like, I'm going to pass my business off to you as a last ditch savior moment. Like you're going to take care of this instead of me. And that just, that, that doesn't sit right with me. Um, when someone has poor communication skills, 10 out of 10. Yep. Nope. Yep. Nope. 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 If you cannot talk to me, not even like, I'm talking about like, okay, that sounded bad. Not like actually physically talking to me, but like if you cannot here communicate what you want, what your goals are, hard pass because I know anytime we do visions, it's going to be a train wreck. Oh, this is a good one. The next one. And if you haven't gotten this one yet, I envy you because this is one that really drives me nuts. It's when people say, I would do it myself, but I don't know the Adobe programs. I would do it myself, but I don't know the Adobe programs. Honey, if you are hiring me just because I have Adobe program knowledge, just just go to someone. That's when you should go to someone on Fiverr or go to a college student because trust me, you will get it 100% cheaper there and there's no reason to pay me extra for those Adobe programs. So kindly and sweetly, we say, okay, cool. If you just need an Adobe programmer, you don't need me because you're going to be overpaying for my skills because I have way more skills than that, biatch. <laughs> Just kidding. Kind of. Okay. When someone says it shouldn't take you that long, mm, says who? Says you and your professional opinion? I don't trust you. Would you like to come do my job for me? No. You don't know how long it takes. <laughs> you're not a graphic designer or photographer or whatever I do. Uh, and I hate it when people say to you, like, oh, it shouldn't take you that long because, like, I just want something easy. And it's like, okay, no, it doesn't matter. Again, this, 
like the Adobe program, maybe it's just like an easy change here or there. It's not about like the complexity of the project necessarily. Yes, we do need to take that into account. If it's, if it's super complex, yes, you need to charge for that. But even if it's a super simple project, it's still a lot of work. We still have done a lot of expertise in trying to learn those skills. Like if you just need a logo that's not that complicated, honey, just go get something semi-custom or like book me for a day rate or something because you don't need the strategy and all that stuff that goes along with it. Uh, when someone says being wishy-washy, this is kind of going to poor communication skills. I'm going to tack that up there when they just don't know what they want. Huge red flag. Okay, next one. When someone says they, or when they come one hour late to the discovery call. <laughs> okay. This is my question for you. Why were you still online, like available an hour after the discovery call? Because after like 10 to 15 minutes, I am out of there. I'm gone because I'm like, I am not waiting a whole day for you. Unless maybe they like emailed you and they're like, hey, sorry, I'm here. We should never be waiting that long. That is so, yeah, so not cool. I'm not going to lie. I have missed discovery calls mainly because I swear my calendar is possessed. I like check things three days and I'm like, oh yeah, I got a call then. And then I check the day of and I'm like, okay, wait, I swear I had something today and I know I saw something, but like I'm not seeing it. And then a few hours later I see it and it's too late. I don't know. I'm just blind probably actually. It's probably a better reason. Okay. Someone says literally ghosting halfway through the project and then asking if we can work together again. Yeah, that's like the deepest red flag I can think of. I don't know how you would see that red flag before you hire them, except for maybe these type of people would just like be really like late in responding and procrastinating, like signing things. But yeah, if someone's ghosting you throughout the project, which I can't, wow, I have so many stories. Do you guys, oh wow, I'm like exposing myself here for how many red flag clients I used to take on. I had a client who didn't necessarily do this, but they like ghosted me for months during the project because they went to Europe for like two months. And then they like sent me like one email. We got on a phone call and I was like, cool. Yeah, awesome. Let's do it again. And then I like got ghosted again for another two or three months. By then I was like almost giving birth to my second child and it was like Christmas time. And they were like pissed at me because like, how is it taking this long? I'm like, you've literally sent me two emails in the past six months and I had no idea that you were going to be gone for this amount of time and then they proceeded to bash me on Instagram to their 30,000 followers so happy ending for me right um okay next one I know exactly what I want but I need someone to put on paper this is the same energy as I would do it myself but I don't know the Adobe programs if you know exactly again I'm just gonna save you money you don't need my skills just go to someone cheaper that literally is just there for the skills because that does not sound fun to me. And this should be super quick and easy to do. I can, pro oh my gosh, wow, so much of the same energy. I can probably get this cheaper from someone else. Okay, when people say this, literally in any time when someone's like, I, I can get it done somewhere else or I can get it cheaper somewhere else or yeah, I just need somewhere for Adobe programs. Anytime in your head, you're like, I'm sure you could. I don't know. I just, I tell the client that. Like if someone told me I can probably get this cheaper from someone else, I'd be like, okay, then do it. Like no one is stopping you. I'm not forcing you to sign this proposal. Like I don't want to work with you if you think you're overpaying me. That sounds horrible to both me and you. 
But also, like, why are you reaching out to me then? Because there's got to be some reason that you're reaching out to me. Like, you're secretly attracted to my work. Just admit it and admit that I'm worth the worthy price, right? So anytime you, like, throw it back and you're like, okay, then do it. Clients always get really confused. And then they start being like, oh, wait, but here's why I really like you. And here's why I reached out to you. And then that's when you're like, hmm, I know. I know that's why I'm awesome. And I know that's why I am the price that I am. If you want it, come work with me. If not, chill. Uh, someone says zero vision and can't communicate short-term, long-term goals. Yeah, we already talked about this one. Just being a really hard communicator. And I'll tell you why though, because I don't think we talked about this. Why this one is always so hard is if, if you're working with someone who's really truly doesn't know what they want in their business, how are you supposed to know what to create for them? How? If they can't even t tell themselves and tell you what they want for their business, the revision process is going to be a biatch. It is going to be your worst absolute nightmare because they are never going to be able to tell you what they want because they don't know and it changes daily. Uh, someone said take a while to pay the deposit. Now, uh, sometimes I do this, I'm not going to lie, but I do, it is really important to me that people get paid and they get paid what they want and they get paid fast. Like they don't have to wait money for me. Um, there was a time when our payroll was down and I just kept like being a few days late on like manually transferring money over to, to my marketing assistant. I just always felt so bad. I, it, I really do think it's so important for people to get paid fast and well on time. And so I understand that everyone has busy lives and I've been this person where I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot. Or I just, my kids, I didn't see the notification. So this one I think is maybe an orange flag. I think it depends if it, I think it depends because I've definitely been in both sides of this situation where sometimes I just genuinely like didn't see it or had 3 million things going on. Okay. They haven't thought about what their budget is. This, okay. This is another one that I think is an orangish flag because I'll tell you what, like when I was hiring for Facebook ads and they asked me what my budget was per month on spending and Facebook ads and stuff, I was my worst client. I was my worst nightmare and I hated myself for putting this in the inquiry box where I was like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And it wasn't that I didn't think about what my budget was, but I think a lot of people just like don't know what is a good amount to spend on things. And for example, I was also like willing to change. Like if I was making $50,000 a month for Facebook ads, I would obviously be willing to spend way more if I'm only making like, if I'm making like nothing, then obviously I don't want to make anything or I don't want to spend anything on it. So it just, I think it kind of depends. I don't think people understand sometimes like what we do with branding. Like if they realize like what you're doing is helping them get to a certain level or achieve a certain goal. Again, remember, we're never like promising anything, but if we say, yeah, I can help you and take a small piece of that you getting to wherever your goal is then they're like oh, okay yeah I'm I'm more willing to spend this on if you're gonna take x y and z off my plate uh but if they just have not thought about it have absolutely no concept and clue I can see how that would definitely be <laughs> a red flag because they probably just don't even know what's going on with the numbers inside their business and there's a high chance that you may not be getting paid if they don't know what their budget is 
Uh, oh, when they have, when they ask for big corporation results on a small business budget. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one. But also, I think there's also a way that we can like play the store favor. Eh? I'm going to, I'm going to give you guys a tip here. Okay. So anytime someone says, okay, I want a million dollar business, right? Am I ever going to promise a, that I can create a million dollar business for them? Like they want those big corporation results, right? Again, if I'm going to promise that, I'm going to charge a million dollars. But what I do do is I say, okay, cool. Yeah, I can definitely help you get there. Here's what I can do for different budgets. I think we all have big goals for a business, but maybe we only have a reasonable budget and we're just at the, or a small budget and we're just at the beginning of our journey into getting the million dollar business. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that either. And I love that those businesses dream big, even though they're just starting out and they have a smaller budget and they just genuinely can't afford much. But again, I'm, I'm going to tell you what I can do for each things on this budget. It's like, okay, I'm going to help you for, you know, $2,000. Here's what I can do to help you get those results. Now, the more money that you pay me and the more that I do, obviously, the more I'm taking off of your plate and the closer you're getting to that goal But if you want to take more of that on your plate and if you want to DIY more of that yourself, then that's fine. It's really just up to them, right? Like if you only want to pay me $2,000 and you want to do the $8,000 worth of work yourself, that's fine. I think what people need to understand though is like that $8,000 worth of work, just because you're not paying it to me or to a client or why do I keep saying client or to like a freelancer, like that $8,000 worth of work just doesn't disappear. Like someone still has to do it. You just have to figure out if you want to do it yourself or if you want to pay for it. I hope that makes sense. I hope I actually captured that correctly, but I don't think this is always a red flag because I think we can say, okay, that's fine. Here's what I can do for your your budget. I can still definitely help you get to that goal. Um, I'm just going to take a smaller chunk out of getting you there, right? Um, someone said this, we just want 10k followers. I, that's another one I've never heard. But if someone just just wants 10k followers, I'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah, our values definitely don't align. I think you should go work with maybe not me. I don't even think I would pass them on to someone that I knew because that is a very sad, sad goal. Like imagine being able to dream up anything you could help the world to solve hunger. You could help women's rights. And you just say, you know what? My goal is to get to 10K followers. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, that's one of my goals. I think it'd be cool to get to 10K followers. But should that be our only goal? I don't know about that one. (laughs) I don't know. Red flag. Red flag. I should have like a red flag bell or something. Like, I don't know. Something to say that we're talking about red flags. Someone said micromanaging ick. This is a really hard one to see before you actually work with a client. Sometimes you can kind of see those red flags. Like anytime someone tells me that they're like really perfectionist or they really want everything to be perfect, I get, you can kind of get micromanaging vibes from them, but it's still so hard to be like, no, I'm not going to work with you just because I'm getting those vibes and you haven't really proven anything to me yet. Honestly, though, at the end of the day, I've always just told myself to listen to my gut, even if I don't have a solid reason, but whatever. Yeah, this is a huge one that I would say if you have a client that's micromanaging, just get out of there as fast as you can, as 
quit the project. I'm giving you permission to even quit the project. Don't finish it out. This is the worst type of client that you can, I don't know, maybe not the worst, but it's up there. Top five worst client that you could ever deal with. Uh, and then the last one, wow, we have gone through all of them. I really didn't know if we would have time to go through all of them, but we did. Wow. Are you guys, are you guys proud of me? I'm proud of myself. Uh, when someone says that they are calling you all the time and texting you on the phone. And here's another question that I have for the person who submitted this is why, and hopefully you've learned not to, but why are we giving our phone number to people, especially our clients? Why are a client texting or calling me at like 2 a.m.? Okay, let's not even be that unrealistic. 5.30 p.m. They're texting and calling me? Mm-mm. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. If you're texting and calling me at 5.30 p.m., you should be texting and calling me to say, hey, I bought you dinner because I appreciate all the work that you've done. It's on your way right now. It's Ubering over there. Love you to death. Mwah, 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 mwah. That's the only text I want from a client at that point. <laughs> because yeah, we all need to end our day all the time. Even if it's during work hours. And again, it's like, like text after text after text. And they're just like texting you things that just aren't even like relevant or like things that you don't need to know. Yeah, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. I don't want any of that in my life either. I love my clients, but I think we all need boundaries and it's okay to have boundaries around what we need and what fuels us. Even if it's like, okay, they're not really necessarily doing anything wrong by texting me a lot. If it's annoying you and if it's making you frustrated and depleting your energy, honey, draw boundaries around that because you are worth it and you matter as a creative, not just what someone else is doing or like all that other stuff. Like you matter too. Uh, wow. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode where I unintentionally told you so many of the red flag clients that I worked with and those stories, <laughs> but this was a really fun one. Maybe we'll do this one again. I can't imagine that you guys have more red flags than this one though. I don't know. You guys continuously prove me wrong with how much though people out there really, really want to be a red flag. So we'll, we'll see. I feel like I had something else to tell you guys before I end, but I don't think I do. I think this is it. I love you guys to death and I will see you next week.